What's up, everyone? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Sports Facts Podcast. We have a good one in store for you today. I'm your host this week, Kylie Sullenberger. Joining me this week is my co-host, Solomon Belay. What up, what up? Unfortunately, no one will not be joining us today due to family reasons, and we're recording one day late due to uh, other reasons. Today, we're going to be discussing the result of every game from the final week of the NFL regular season and give our predictions for the super wild card weekend of the playoffs. So let's jump right into it. We got uh, Sunday football. We got the Bills crushing the Dolphins' playoffs hopes uh, by winning 58, 56 to 26. The Bills end the regular season 13 and 3, and the Dolphins finish 10 and 6. Uh, they finish off their amazing season, the Bills, with a six touchdown game, four of which are passing. Solomon, what do you think about that? Um, the Bills just dominated. You know, they, they, wanted, <laughs> they wanted that number two seed. And they went out, they got it. Um, hell, mm-hmm. I mean, even even Mark, Matt Barkley was uh, was balling. And I was actually kind of surprised because Miami looked a bit flat. And considering that they were winning in, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I mean, this was a game that had Fitzpatrick not been out with COVID. He probably, he, uh, he probably gets some playing time and, Maybe this game is different. I don't think they win even with Fitzpatrick, but maybe the score is closer. Yeah. Maybe the score is closer than it's the 30-point blowout it became. But <laughs> on a positive note for Miami is Xavier Howard becomes the first player in, like I believe, like 15 years to snag double-digit interceptions. He ends the season with 10. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's uh, a yeah. – <laughs> but uh, but like you said, um, the Miami was flat. Tua did not look good this game. Um, yeah, we're uh, obviously going to discuss Miami and Tua a lot more during the off season episodes. Um, I think the last three games could have big consequences later on, depending on what they want to do. Um, but we'll definitely get in more in depth in that uh, in the off season. Um. Yeah, it, this is just crazy. Uh, I didn't think the Bills would do this much damage, considering it's playoff hopes for the Dolphins. But my God, I mean, Buffalo is a good team. I mean, I, I felt Miami was going to lose this game either, um, either way, even yeah before because Buffalo is, I, I think, the best team right now. And actually, mm-hmm. um, this is actually I actually have Buffalo going to the Super Bowl as of right now. Just, yeah, just throwing it I out there right see now. That. I, I think that I definitely they're the most well-rounded team. But you know, they, uh, the AFC is stacked, and we'll we'll get into it more later. But Buffalo looks hella good. They really do. It's kind of crazy. Just growing up, the Bills are never, you yeah, know, you like know. this, and all yeah. of a sudden, it's I know they they've exploded. I mean, we, we've <laughs> we. I mean, I didn't. Eat, I mean, there are people my like. Us, we didn't even know what a Buffalo Bills playoff game was until like what, like I know. three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it's crazy. Now yeah. the number two seed. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you got anything else? Um, no, I, I think we're good to move on. All right, let's go on to the next game. We got Ravens having absolutely no issue beating the Bengals, thirty-eight to three. Uh, the Ravens enter the playoffs at eleven and five. And the Bengals finish four eleven and one. Uh, the Ravens clinched their playoffs on the final game uh, behind Lamar's three touchdown game. One thing I have to say before I throw it off to you, uh, J.K. Dobbins, holy shit! Well, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, holy shit! But as just a whole, <laughs> our running offense, holy fucking yeah. shit! I mean, four hundred and four yards. Running? That's like something. Wild. That's like something you see back in like the twenties when you couldn't throw the ball. Like <laughs> that's just insane, and mm-hmm. that's really good. And actually, with that, with that four hundred, uh, four hundred four yards rushing, it took us to three thousand yards, and we become only the fourth team ever to rush for three thousand yards in a season. Ironically, we're the only team. We're, the Ravens are the only team to be on there twice. Last year and this year. So that just shows how good our running attack is with Lamar Jackson. Um, Mm -hmm. Just really good. Um, J.K. Dobbins, great back. Um, I know Mark Ingram hasn't done much this year, but he he got some – 
he did some damage today. This was his first time being active in a little bit, but it's really that's right. It's really J.K. and um, Gus Edwards doing most of the damage in terms of running back oh, position, yeah. yeah, and a couple uh, think... Duvernay end arounds, but oh, yeah, for sure. I think the double threat of Lamar, mm-hmm. you know, obviously being a, a really good quarterback, and him having uh, speed on top of a solid running back core just keeps this Ravens offense always just scary to play. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they uh, had a little bit of a bump in the road in the middle of the season, but this team is just – I don't want to play them, honestly. Uh, but I'm not going to get too hyped about it because that's going to jinx it, so we're going to ignore that. Um, they're not a team that usually plays down to their competition. Um, if they are playing a significantly worse team than them, they'll usually blow them out. And they showed that this month they blew up the Giants, the Jags, and now the Bengals, they're coming in super hot. So I can't wait to cover this uh, this playoffs yeah. next week. In the yeah, um, they feel <clears> – they. I don't want to say they feel like they're 14, like like last year when we were just ripping off wins left and right, uh, 12. <laughs> but they, they definitely – like the confidence level, they, they seem to be having a lot of fun like they were last season, you know, just mm-hmm. winning 12 straight. And um, I noticed that. Yeah. I mean, it's not – we're not – I mean, we're not as hyped or anything because obviously, you know, Lamar Jackson's not. I don't want to say he's not doing anything special because he is a special, but he's not, mm-hmm. you know, taking the league completely by storm, for lack of a better phrase. Right. But yeah, the Ravens. I've been impressed with them the last month, really, ever since, ever since Lamar came back from COVID. I've been mm-hmm. pretty impressed with them. Um, I mean, I guess we got to talk about the Bengals. There's really not much to say. <laughs> about them no they're done i mean they they had a nice little <laughs> they had a nice little um two game one streak when they beat houston and pittsburgh but they just looked like they packed it in i am yeah they really did i'm not that surprised that zach taylor kept his job i mean marvin lewis was there for like a brick like 15 years or something yeah. like that so i didn't expect them to fire zach taylor that quickly so i'm not surprised but um no i'm not surprised either yeah i mean the Bengals, they're probably going to look at the season as a little bit of a disappointment just because of Joe Burrow's injury. And yeah, maybe they could have done a little bit better. But this was, I mean, this was um, this was this was a more of a rebuild year still for the Bengals. They're still getting everything yeah. together, so I think they yeah, should be. But hey, I mean, with their uh, with their high draft pick, yeah. I mean. They could do some stuff. I still think they should be encouraged. I know, you know, the, the last game of the regular season will leave a will leave a bitter taste in their mouth, but they should still be encouraged. I mean, T. Higgins looks good, mm-hmm. and when Burrow comes back, if they can get a decent line together, they could be good. So, uh, oh, for sure, the future does look bright for Cincinnati. I'll I'll say that definitely. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. Anything else about this game? Um. The the uh, I I forgot the man's name, but his tweet where he was talking about the Bengals were gonna were gonna mess up the Ravens' playoff hopes. That was pretty funny. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, well, yeah, rip. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Uh, the Browns beat the Steelers backups twenty four to twenty two. Um, the Browns finally can clinch a playoff spot for the first time since. 2002, uh, they finished the regular season 11 and 5, and the Steelers finished 12 and 4. Um, the AFC, ha- the AFC North has three teams in the playoffs right now. Um, I know it took a COVID, uh, what was it, 14 teams to get in, but. It's still impressive that three teams in one division got in. Well, I mean, um, even if you you take away that seven seed, the AFC North. Let's say if this was a norm, like even though this is the new normal, um, you take away that seven seed, the AFC North would still be have three teams in. So just oh yeah, that's food. right. Yeah. I forgot they were the the higher up seed. Yeah. Um, the the Browns they didn't you know play great despite it being a playoff game uh, to get into the playoffs. But they still got the job done. That's the most important thing. Um, Browns fans are just super celebrating right now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, they are they are celebrating. I mean, it, it's always nice to when a team kind of ends their playoff drought. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I talked about Buffalo having the, the long playoff drought, and even though it came at the expense of my Ravens uh, three years ago, I was still happy for the Bills, and um, I'm happy for the Browns now. But unfortunately, it's – as good as this feel-good story is about the Browns going to the playoffs. Yeah. Olivier Vernon, uh, they're, they're runner-up in sacks behind Smile Garrett, uh, ruptures his Achilles, so he's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, they got COVID seems to be wrecking them now, head coach and a bunch of other coaches for them and their best O-lineman. So, yep. And they've missed a – this is like the third day in a row they've closed the facility. Yeah, so it's not – that's unfortunate for Cleveland, you know, which should have been a a, a moment of joy for this, this long-struggling fan, fan base. It could could leave a bitter taste in, in their mouths for their uh, for their fans. Yeah, but, but I mean, it, it's, it's a good it, – getting the playoffs this year was good for them and, and advancing – their rebuild or their build rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, just getting into that. It definitely, it definitely helps. I think you, you look at it. You know, everybody was talking about the Browns last year, and, and they fell flat on their faces. So this was a kind of a nice mm-hmm. redemption arc. I think they got it right with uh, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, Baker. Baker looks. I don't want to say he, he looks. You know, like he was when coming out of college, but. He's a good quarterback. I think the right fit for them, Chubb and uh, Hunt. Um, if they can keep them both, that's a good little two-headed monster right there. So that's a scary. Yeah. that's a scary back. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, don't wouldn't want to deal with that. Just in general, the AFC North just looks fierce when you when you they really do when you when you look at it. Um, I mean, and then on the other side of the ball, Pittsburgh. They they could have had a chance at the two seed, but I actually think they really didn't care. Um, I actually think resting Big Ben was the smart move in their opinion mm-hmm. because the Steelers are really the only team that didn't have a traditional bye week per se this year. This is true. Yeah. So maybe Big Ben, you know, being one of the o- older quarterbacks. You know, Big Ben being one of the older quarterbacks, and we know his his um, injury struggles of recent years. Um, this is a good rest yeah. for him to get healthy. Um, TJ Watt also sat out this game, um, which I mean, okay, you don't want to lose your best uh, defensive player as well, just in a fluke game. And so, exactly. yeah, I mean, I don't mind the the Steelers resting their players. It's gonna make an interesting rematch with the Browns come su- uh, Sunday, but. We'll get into that later, but hey, mm-hmm. this the, really the story is all about Cleveland. Yes, I, I'm very happy for them. I mean, I I love Baker. Um, he's his personality is perfect for Cleveland, and it's just it's it makes me happy to see that the like they're kind of coming more together as they kind of uh, as, se- as the past couple of seasons have gone on. Yeah. Um, um. Any anything else about the yeah, game? Yeah, just you know, we we talk about Baker. It was a pretty cool moment to see him uh, mm-hmm. holding on to the football, and they showed because uh, there were fans at the stadium. They showed uh, scenes mm-hmm. of um, you know older Browns back when you know the glory days of the Browns. I would say so. <laughs> that was a pretty cool moment. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. As a sports fan, as as a football fan, you just you just gotta love it. Yeah. I mean, even if you know, even if you just you hate, you know, Baker or the Browns, just for the fans finally getting to see their team in the playoffs after eighteen years, yeah, it's makes you happy to see. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. The uh, the Vikings beat the Lions thirty-seven thirty-five. The Vikings finished seven and nine. Um, as a division winner in the NFC East, and the Lions finish five and eleven. Both teams playing for nothing, but this was still an oddly, uh, oddly functional game. Mike Zimmer potentially coached for his job here. They put on a show. Not that it's hard against the secondary, but I mean, what are you going to do, uh, Solomon? What do you think? I mean, uh, 
First of all, uh, just for the Lions, this may be Matthew Stafford's last game, depending on how things shake out. And I believe he picked up uh, a, yep. another injury as well, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think th- he did. But uh, I think he played through it, but that's just that's unfortunate. But Of course he did. <clears throat> but the real story of the game for me is piss poor officiating. I mean, my God, there were, there were just some really mind-boggling calls. Uh, roughing the passer on Kirk Cousins, I don't know what the hell that was. It was – it looked like a clean, yeah, I don't know. clean tackle. Didn't put his body weight on it. In fact, it was either Dean Blandino or Mike Pereira because I know this game was on Fox. He said, "I have no idea why they, uh, why they threw the flag." And then, and yep. that says something. Um, and then um, they had a touchdown ruled off that looked like a pretty clean catch, but for the Lions, that was pretty interesting. I don't know why they called it off. Um. But yeah, officiating was poor. Well, Thank God this this game meant nothing because, oh man, I would hate right? the, the backlash if this was like a important game. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes. th- there's really not much to this game. Yeah, oh, uh, was a nothing yeah, game. It was a nothing. It was entertaining, <laughs> and that's kind of a theme. The games that really meant nothing were actually kind of quite entertaining. In that this, yeah, it's weird when that yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so let's go to the Patriots beating the Jets twenty-eight to fourteen. The Patriots finish uh seven and nine, and the Jets finish two and fourteen. <laughs> um, also a nothing game here. No team was obviously competing for a playoff spot or really a draft pick because the Jets kind of screwed themselves out of Trevor Lawrence. Um, what do you think? Well. After two wins, the Jets kind of reverted to their crap status. I would say they just they get they look <laughs> bad again. Um, but you know, hey, we. I mean, the Jets are a talented team, and let's not. I, I don't want to. You know, we make fun of them, but they they do have some good talent there. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it sucks that they're not going to have. Uh, they they missed out on Trevor Lawrence, but. Hey, at least Jets fans can rejoice rejoice because Adam Gase is gone and finally gone. Yeah, I don't know how he got that second job after what happened with the Dolphins, but hey. Wow. On the other side It'd be like that. On the other side, <laughs> um the Patriots Cam Newton waited until a nothingness game in week seventeen to have his best game as a Patriot. Um Four total TDs, three three passing and one receiving. Um, oh, I forgot yeah. about the receiving touchdown. That's right. Um, but even oh, even man. so, that wasn't enough to save his job. And it looks like Cam Newton and the Patriots will be parting ways in the offseason, per reports. Um, yeah. So that's that. I mean, Patriots uh, are spared from a double-digit loss season, so that, that stays intact for them, even though uh, even though they finished with their first losing season in, like, 18 years. But, hey, you know, this is... This, it's okay. They have six yeah. rings. They can be... This is a rebuild. They're, they're rebuilding now. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, n- nothing this game, but... <laughs> All right. So, let's move on to a game that actually did mean something. Um... The Giants beat the Cowboys 23-19. The Giants finished 6-10, and and the Cowboys also finished 6-10. and For the second year in a row, all the Cowboys have to do is um, establish out of the playoffs, is beat an inferior NFC East opponent. And for the second year in a row, Jason Garrett crushes their dreams um, just on the opposite side. Uh, the Kind of the bigger thing about this game specifically was the ending where he um I forget who it was Gallman. but he fumbled yeah he fumbled and he fell on the ball and it was kind of like a it looked like a sort of a butt fumble but it wasn't it was kind of funny uh, what do you think well I mean uh, before we talk before I talk about that play I just want to kind of backtrack a little bit because the events leading up to that were a bit crazy um I, in fact I want to yeah I want to go back to when it was twenty to nineteen. And it appeared that uh, Dante Pettis, 
use the ground to catch the ball. Um, didn't look, look, look like a clean catch. Um, an easily, an easy, easily challengeable play for Mike McCarthy. He doesn't challenge it. Because of that, the Vikings go up four because they ended up kicking a field goal, 23-19. Um, Giants. Yeah, the Giants, my bad. The Giants kick a field goal and <laughs> go up four, 23-19. The Cowboys drive down the field. They're at about the 15- to 12-yard line. You know, easy chip shot mm-hmm. range, but instead, you know, they got to go for a touchdown. Andy Dalton ends up throwing the interception, and then that leads to Wayne Gallman's bizarre fumble where it was a really weird play that just, like, I like was so confusing because initially they had called it Cowboys ball. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it looked like – I thought that was the right call when – I thought that was the right call when, when looking at it live. And then they switched it to the Giants ball, and I was so confused. But then when you see the replay, you see Wayne Gallman clearly uh, regained possession – on the bottom of the pile, yeah, the and, and then he's touched and lost the ball again. So, in the end, the <laughs> officials made the correct call, surprisingly. But, I mean, hey, that's a yeah. can't always yeah, count the rest of the That's day. NFC least stuff, uh, NFC least football for you, right there. Some some wackiness. That's how we do yeah. it. Some <laughs> <laughs> some keeping to the NFC, <laughs> keeping to the NFC least uh, yeah. tradition. Always. Oh, just being shit. Always some wackiness. Um, and Always. I mean, it's fitting, you know. Andy Dalton. I mean, I hate the I hate to push this narrative, but it seems like whenever the team needs him most, Andy Dalton just disappears. Whether it be with Cincinnati or Dallas. Oh, Andy. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, one more thing I want to say. Uh, not that the Giants are good, obviously. Yeah. The Cowboys could have won this game, but um, Noam and I, I don't know about you, Solomon, but I was talking to Noam about this earlier. We both believe that Joe Judge is a vastly superior coach to Mike McCarthy. Um, yes. Well, so, yes, I, I think so. Um, I just think you look at the um, at the way – sorry for cutting you off, but you just look at the way Joe Judge coached, and he got the Giants kind of – I know Mike McCarthy got the uh, Cowboys believing towards the end of the year, and that was why they were in this position when we all thought they were dead. But, yeah, I mean, Joe Judge having the, the Giants, you know, play well, improve their play after a bad start, and it just feels like – um, it just feels like if he had more talent around him, I would say, because I would, I would argue the Giants aren't as talented um, – Offensively, you know, besides you know Saquon, who, who missed the whole pretty much the whole year, and maybe Daniel Jones, if yep. he can mold him. So I, I do agree that Joe Judge is the uh, the better coach, and I'd watch out for him. He could he could bring the Giants to the Super Bowl in a few years. Well, yeah, that'll that'll be really interesting to yeah. see if um, if Joe Judge and <laughs> Gettleman <laughs> actually. Um, Build a decent team yeah. in New York. Um, both New York teams are kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but for different reasons. <laughs> um, moving on, we got the Buccaneers beating the Falcons 44-27. The Bucks finished the regular season 11-5, and and the Falcons finished 4-12. It was an interesting game. The Bucks were in control the whole time, but the Falcons are able to generally keep it within a score for the majority of the game. Interesting offensive explosion in the fourth quarter. Um, I cannot wait to see what happens uh, in the playoffs. What do you uh, think, yeah, I mean, Tampa looked good. Um, there is a like, there is a couple concerns that I want to bring up. Most importantly is mm-hmm. Mike Evans' injury. Uh, after literally, I think a play yes. after he went over a thousand yards. Shout out to him for being for that. He's the first first <laughs> receiver ever to go over a thousand yards in each of his first seven years. So that's pretty good for him. Wow. But, yeah, that injury is huge because Evans I, – I wouldn't say Evans is, like, the best uh, wide receiver, but, like, he does catch a lot of uh, – he has a big target, does catch a lot of touchdowns for, for Brady, especially in the red area. Red, mm-hmm. um, so that's definitely going to 
Don't forget about yeah, Chris no, Godwin, not, though. I mean, that dude. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not forgetting about still. that. But Evans is definitely a weapon you want to have. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, Absolutely. I'm sure Tampa Bay can still, you know, uh, tread water without Evans, for lack of a better term. But it is a, it, it is a bit yeah. uh, concerning. Um, and number two is their defense just seems to have these lapses of concentration. Like, they're a good defense, but they just seem to have, like, these lapses where they just seem to just stink. And it's very weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. I don't know what mm-hmm. to think about it. Um, but moving on to the other side of, the, of this game, uh, Russell Gage emerged this year as a as a pretty good slot receiver and will be instrumental for the Falcons' mm-hmm. future. Um, they found something uh, have found something this year, but they obviously have a lot of work to do going into the off season, and that'll be an interesting yeah. thing to, to watch. Uh, too. I think. Specifically um, on the de- defensive uh, defensive side of the ball, the Falcons do. I mean, you, you said, you know, I know they gave up 44 points today. I don't entirely blame the defense because I thought after a, a really poor start, I thought the Falcons defense played well enough and then they kind of just got bombarded right at the end. A couple of Falcons turnovers really put the defense in a bad spot. But the Falcons definitely need to work on their defensive side of the ball um i think absolutely obviously the question for them which we will talk about more in our off-season uh in our off-season podcasts are what's going to happen at the quarterback position yes can't wait i love when other teams are in conversation (laughs) um (laughs) moving on we got Personally, one of my favorite rivalries in the NFL, Packers and Bears. The Packers win uh, com- pretty uh, convincingly, obviously, uh, 35-16. The Packers finish as the number one seed at 13-3, and and the Bears limp into the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. I completely forgot the Bears <laughs> are still in contention. Um, <laughs> the Packers are fighting for a bye, and they got it by beating the Bears. The Packers... Um, are scary looking into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they are scary good. Um, I mean, yeah, they're scary good. I actually, um, spoiler alert, I have the Packers going to the playoff, or to the Super Bowl, excuse me. So, for anybody keeping track, I think it's a Bills-Packers Super Bowl this year. But, now that being said, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's the MVP, in my opinion. Uh, Devontae Adams broke the uh, Packers uh, record for most receiving touchdowns. Um, And there's some crazy stats I want to talk about this Packers offense. First of all, Devontae Adams had 18 touchdowns. And Mason Crosby only had... Had an incredible... Mason Crosby only made 16 field goals. So that's just pretty crazy. And Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. actually passed for more touchdowns, 48. Than the Packers punted. I think they only put punted forty six times in the season. So <laughs> that's just that's that just stat. crazy. And just tells you how efficient this Packers offense is. Um, on the other side, he, he yeah, uh, definitely. On the other side, on the <laughs> other side of the, on the other side of the, on the other side of the game, the the Bears. I mean, we they. <laughs> I don't know what to think of Chicago anymore. Dude, I mean, they they bombed. They really bombed. I mean, all this confidence about them, you know, they were beating up on some bad defenses, some bad teams, and, you know, they played the Packers, one of the best teams, and they really bombed it. They bombed it. Um, They did. They didn't suck, but, like, they were – the Packers are no, just better. I the mean, Packers are better, and like, I didn't expect Chicago to come out and win the, win the game, but like, they just look they look limp, like as if you know, the playoff. I, I mean, they ended up getting it anyway because of results that happened in other games, but they just didn't look mm-hmm. like they were fighting for the playoffs. A little, yeah. Yeah, but Mitch um, somehow. Managed to slide by again and convince the Bears to give him 
Another shot. <laughs> the I guess. shit show of the um, seventh seed in the um in the NFC picks uh, playoff <laughs> picture. Yeah. Ugh, fucking Mitch. Um <laughs> that's all I can think. Just just Mitch just, just fucking Mitch. That's all I gotta say about that. Um anything else you want to uh, say yeah. about this game? Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling dropped an easy touchdown pass, and that was he kind did. of bummed because Aaron Rodgers was really hot. I think he was. If that if he had gotten that touchdown pass, it would have been twelve straight completions to open up the game. But nope, Marquez Valdez Scantling dropped it. But hey, what what are you gonna do? <sighs> yeah. Ridiculous. All right, <laughs> all right. Moving on. The uh, the Raiders beat the Broncos 32-31. Raiders finished 8-8. The Broncos finished 5-11. What the actual hell was this game? Um, just Everybody was fumbling. Fumbling, throwing interceptions. And yet somehow, both teams scored over 30 points. Like, what the fuck? In a game that meant nothing? <laughs> yeah. This was, again, another entertaining <laughs> game. With a pretty entertaining finish, um, you know, what's it called? The Raiders, it was the Raiders score 24-24. Jerry Judy has a 90-yard touchdown, the longest uh, offensive touchdown of the season. Um, and then mm-hmm. the Raiders go back. Um, they, get, they get a drive score with about 30 some seconds left. Go for two to go up 32-31. And the Broncos still have enough time to potentially try a 63-yard field goal, but they missed it. Raiders win. Um, kind of ironically, very similar to how last year ended with them, with the Raiders going for two to win the game, except this time they made it, whereas last year they didn't They didn't make it. Just a little interesting tidbit right there. But mm-hmm. this game meant nothing. This game meant <laughs> nothing other than the fact that the Raiders – don't have a losing record. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one game time. Um yeah, I this game was just ridiculous. Um don't want to spend much time on no. it. Doesn't deserve it. But <laughs> oh wait, before so before we move to... on, there is a something interesting that happened in uh Denver's camp. Uh, John Elway, the general manager, has stepped down. Oh yeah! So Denver's GM um, GM spot is open at the moment. He didn't exactly step down. He sort of stepped up in a sense. Yeah. I guess I think I think that's it's, what I read. It's it's a weird. Um, it's weird. Um, yeah, it, it, he's a uh, kind of like the president of football uh, operations. Well, sort of whatever the case is, he's just he's he's not the GM anymore. That's yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was interesting too. Um, moving on, the Colts beat the Jaguars twenty-eight to fourteen. Colts finish eleven and five, and the Jaguars finish one and fifteen. Ironically, the one win was against Indianapolis, so the Colts kind of got revenge there. Um, the Jaguars complete the fifteen-game losing streak, and in my opinion, they are the most desirable location for a head coach and GM. They have if I'm a if I'm a Jacks fan, I am excited about this offseason. Um, Trevor Lawrence, the most the most cap space with I think it's eighty three point nine mil. And they have a lot of draft picks, I think at eleven. So I am if I'm a coach and a GM, I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm going there. Um uh, yeah. Um and I know we're not gonna talk about this uh probably not too much. I know we don't want to talk about offseason stuff, but hell, they could even get more depending on what they if they trade because they have a very tradable quarterback in Gardner Minshew as well. Um, it's true, but, they do. I mean, Jacksonville, yeah. Can't wait to get into Jacksonville this. stinks. They got the number one pick. They lost 15 straight there. You know, like you said, they're one of the more desirable teams with a lot of opening to potentially build for the future as long as they don't fuck it up. Um, but mm-hmm. hey, on the other side of the ball, the Colts, they, they uh, thanks to Miami losing to the Bills, they get into those playoffs. They sneak in as a seven seed. Uh, Phillip Rivers, who hinted at potentially retiring once the season ends, has at least one more game. 
And uh, Jonathan Taylor, my gosh, what about that? 1,000 yards, yeah, 10 touchdowns. 253 or 50. I always get him and Derrick Henry's numbers confused because they both ran for two, 250 plus. But, um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor <laughs> had a monster game. Really kind of saved the Colts because they didn't necessarily yeah, – I mean, they went up 20 to nothing. And it felt like the Colts just hit, hit a wall and Jacksonville came back, cut it to a six-point game. And I was just – I remember I was – sitting there looking at the score on the bottom, you know, kind of cheering for the Colts because I kind of wanted them to win the division as a Ravens fan, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, could Jacksonville complete the uh, the sweep of the Colts? Because, mind you, Jacksonville, even if they won, they would still get the number one overall pick. So a win wouldn't, wouldn't hurt them in this situation. Yeah. So they could go out there and pull out all the stops. But, Nope. Jonathan Taylor breaks out a long, a long TD, makes it a fourteen-point game, and the Colts are in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm just very excited for, for the offseason. Mm, yeah. um, moving on to the next game, the Chargers beat the Chiefs thirty-eight twenty-one. Um, this was a nothing game. Mahomes didn't start. They didn't have any starters. Um, yeah, I didn't really want. I don't really want to get into this one too much, just because the, the Chargers finished seven and nine. Chiefs finished fourteen. Yeah, I mean, nothing else I to mean, say about this game. <laughs> uh, there is a couple things that I do want to bring up more more on the Chargers side than the Chiefs side. I mean, because I'll start with the Chargers. Um, on the Chargers side, first of all, Justin Herbert. I mean, he had an amazing rookie season and. He he becomes he the youngest quarterback to throw thirty plus TDs in a season. Uh, well, not the youngest quarterback to throw, but in terms of uh, years, like a rookie has never done that. Obviously, is what I'm trying to say. So that's something. Yeah. Obviously, he set it up. And two is, despite the Chargers ending the season on a four game winning streak, that did not spare Anthony Lynn his job. I think really one of the only questionable firings, in my opinion. I. I understand it, but I, I would have – I thought Anthony Lynn had done enough to uh, get at least one more year with the Chargers, but – That's what I was thinking. I, I kind of – I'm not too too surprised, but I'm also like – Yeah, but yeah. hey, um, <laughs> you know, I, I do think that does make the Chargers another desirable spot because they could potentially be a yes. playoff team like next year. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. On the other side, the Chiefs, like you said, they pretty much rested everybody. There was really no point with the one seed locked up, and um, they pretty much rested everybody. I am a little – the one concern mm-hmm. I do have is we kind of saw this with the Ravens last year. Um, they're going to get you – know, that's like a lot of their players are basically getting three weeks off. And – What's that going to be when they yeah. play a team like let's say they, they end up playing the Ravens in in while in the divisional round? The Ravens are, are going to be charged up. Mm-hmm. They've been playing playoff football since pretty much the start of December. I mean, I have no doubt that maybe the Chiefs will be ready, but that mindset might not necessarily might not necessarily be there. They might be a little rusty, so it's definitely something to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> unless you have anything else to say about this game, we can move um, on. I mean, I mean, it was a nothing game. Just, just really, it, it felt like a preseason game. <laughs> it did. It, it, it had mega preseason yeah. vibes. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. The uh, the Rams clinch a playoff spot with an eighteen to seven win over the Cardinals. The Rams finished ten and six, and the Cardinals finished eight and eight. The Rams take a playoff spot with the win over Arizona. That's uh, they were fighting. This was whoever won this game got the playoff spot. Um, it was definitely more of a defensive game. Obviously, as you can tell by the score. Uh, the Rams they just they that's all they did enough to win. Um, with Jared Goff out, I mean, look. Um, so actually, this was a very defensive game. Uh, only one offensive touchdown yes. scored in this game. 
Um, I mean, but did you really expect a lot of scoring when, I mean, obviously Jared Goff was not playing in this game. Kyler Murray missed a large portion of this game with an ankle injury. So you had two backup quarterbacks who really hadn't played much, if any at all. I mean, you have Wolford on on the Rams uh, sideline who, I mean, he had a great career at the AAF, the short-lived AAF, but never made an NFL start in whatever the other guy's name was. I can never remember, but the CFL legend. I hadn't really played an NFL game either. So. Oh, yeah. And it showed. Uh, they both had a pretty ugly interception. Uh, Wolford was first. That led to the Cardinals' only touchdown. And then the other guy, as I'm going to call him, he um, he threw pretty much the, the fatal pick six. I mean, the Cardinal, yeah. He did. Um, but, you know, Kyler Murray tried to come back in the fourth quarter. And it was just a little, it was just a little uh, too late. Yeah. Um, so, but shout out to the Rams. They made the playoffs. Uh, the Cardinals, because they lost this game, it allowed Chicago to stumble in. So, yeah. Yes. And personally, the biggest thing of this game for me, um, my favorite wide receiver in NFL history officially retires. Yeah. Um. Larry Fitzgerald, it was expected, but I'm still yeah, crying mean, about it. This is kind of a sad way to go out. I mean, he didn't play. He didn't play in this game. He it had is. a hamstring injury, I believe. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he deserves yeah. a ring or something. I mean, he was class, class something. act. Something. I mean, act. like, extremely mm-hmm. loyal. He said he wasn't going to play anywhere but yeah. Arizona. I mean, yeah. you hate to see it. You really do. Anything else about this game? Um, no, I think we can move on. All right, so now we got the Seahawks being the 49ers, 26-23. The Seahawks finished 12-4, and four, and the Niners finished 6-10. and 10. We kind of we, – we had a feeling it would be close. Um, but, damn, this game just... – Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I mean, there's not much to take away from the 49ers side. Other than, you know, mm-hmm. there are reports that even though he didn't play, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo may not be coming back to the uh, to the Forty ers So we we will get into that again yep. in our off season podcast. But that yeah, so much stuff but to talk about on the other side. And I really want to focus on Seattle. Is what a kind of a turn we've seen in these last couple of weeks? You know. At the beginning of the season, it was all about Seattle's offense and all the biggest concerns were about their defense and how bad it was. But in recent weeks, Seattle's offense has struggled to, to really score. It's been the defense kind of keeping them in this game, in game. So definitely in this game, because it took a while for Seattle to do pretty much anything. Um, they did, they did, they did, it did. Uh, end the game with a nice little flurry of points to pretty much win this game and lock up the three seed. And they could have been, they could have, depending on how the chips fall, they could have maybe gotten the one seed, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. Um, but yeah, I am definitely looking at Seattle and saying, what the hell? You know, now they're going in the playoffs against ironically the Rams for the third time. And, you know, with their good defense, you know, you're wondering, can Seattle put enough points on the board, especially if they advance later into the playoffs where they're going to be playing some of the elite offenses that could put up points. So we'll we'll see what happens with the Seahawks. Yeah, they're definitely interesting. I think they're they're a little shaky for 12-4, and four, but I, I think they'll be all right. Um, unless you have anything to say, we got next oh, up. Well, um, what a catch by George Kittle. Oh my god, yeah. dude, that was insane. Um, but all right, so now we got the, the Saints beating uh the Panthers, thirty three to seven. The Saints finished twelve and four. The Panthers finished five and eleven. The Saints um had absolutely no issue beating the Panthers. Yeah, they they. I mean, they destroyed Jesus. them. Um, but <laughs> um. I mean, 
really, Carolina shot themselves in the foot. They had five interceptions in between Teddy and PJ Walker. So that was just crazy. Yeah. And the Saints just played good football. Um, Emmanuel Sanders celebrating his 60th catch to hit up that incentives was pretty cool. Hit up his incentives. Um, there are yeah. a lot of incentives. This but year. it, it was just it. cool seeing Emmanuel Sanders celebrate that incentives. Um, mm-hmm. And also just oh, – but also on the same side, Alvin Kamara um, did not – play in this game because of COVID restrictions. Uh, he's on the COVID list, and it does put his um, his potential playoff game in jeopardy. Um, but luckily, because he they play on Sunday, he may be available. But we'll see what happens in the coming days. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I, I thought yeah. he's able to play. Um, yeah, in fact, really I don't even think you. the Saints had a, a running back in, in this game because, uh, yeah. No, they didn't. Their entire running back core was uh, put on hold. I think he's been – I don't remember if he's been testing negative or – But whatever, whatever the case um, may be, he still – because he actually got it, I think he can't get off until Sunday. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah COVID's hey, a mess. <laughs> Yeah. Really is especially with everything yeah. needs to needs to stop. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just a blowout. Um, Teddy Bridgewater did have an ankle injury. It means nothing because he's got like six months to heal. But that's just interesting. Just uh, something to keep <laughs> up and note. And you know the Panthers are another interesting team to watch out for in the off season. Oh, absolutely. Um. There's, oh god, there's so much. There's so many teams that are just yeah. gonna be so good this offseason. I can't wait. Um, so you got anything? No, on we can. Um, all right. So now we got the Titans doinking, doinking a win against the Texans, forty-one thirty-eight. The Texans finish, or the Titans finish, uh, eleven and five, and the Texans finish four and twelve. The Texans end a disappointing season where. Deshaun Watson is reportedly extremely unhappy with the organization, and they will be heavily discussed in the offseason with us, obviously. Uh, But for now, let's talk about the results. The last quarter of this game was uh, amazing. Deshaun Watson. uh, Yeah, uh, so bad. Interesting note about Deshaun Watson and how amazing he is. He he led the league in passing uh, this year. And this is despite this is despite him yep, being the did. second most sacked quarterback in the league. So that's just that's that tells you something yeah. about Deshaun, um, and also the state of the Texans. Uh, I mean, <laughs> exactly. my goodness, horrible! Uh, just a horrible team. You know, we. Um, I have no idea what the hell that defensive call was late in the game, where they just basically yeah, allowed AJ Brown. Just to basically, they allowed AJ Brown a free run on what was essentially a hail mary. But yeah, but I mean, <laughs> on the other side of the ball, on the other side, I, I keep saying that a lot. But you know, yeah, I know because I get it. Yeah, <laughs> on the, other side of the, the Titans the game. Derrick Henry over two thousand yards rushing. He was like two hundred something yards, two hundred fifty plus yards away, or not even two hundred fifty yards. Just two hundred something yards away, and he he got it with ease. It's his third straight game rushing for over two hundred yards against the Texans, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you talk about Tennessee. We talk about Houston's defense being bad. The Titans' defense is pretty bad too, because there was no reason why this should yeah. have ended on a last second field goal because uh, the Titans were up a good 15 points at one point. Hell, even like deep into the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, they were. Then Houston came running back into this game and then, you know, Tannehill completes that long pass to A.J. Brown and Sloman, who was filling in for Goskowski, who was on, who had COVID, doinks it in. I mean, what a way to win your division if you're a Titans fan. It was a 
it was the best game of the week for sure. <laughs> um, with a yeah. with crazy ending, but just really just shows how bad the Texans are. Uh, just it gives me concern about the Titans' defense, especially when they're heading in when they're now waiting for the hottest rushing team in the league in the Ravens, which we'll, we'll get into when we get into our predictions. Um, yeah. Yep. Also, um, quick side note that uh, today, because we are filming this on a Thursday instead of our normal Wednesday, the Texans have mm-hmm. officially hired a new GM um, uh, who ironically came is out of New England. His name, I, uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head. It's like Nick something. But that's just, um, that's just something because it appears that, you know, the Texans are going down that route again of um, hiring New England rejects. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely. Um AJ Brown is one big yep. person I want to obviously mention. Um, he's just yeah, love him. <laughs> he had some he had some pretty solid catches. Um, and Tannehill had an absolute dot to him, and he just went for it. It was it was great. Um, I love watching AJ Brown play. I mean, when Tannehill doesn't overthrow him, it just yeah. I mean, they have a nice little. Watch. Uh, receiving core. Corey Davis has come on quite strong um, after what was a disappointing start to his career. He's coming on quite strong now. So they have a nice little yes. two-headed receiving monster. And then you add Derrick Henry and that's a pretty good offense right there. And Tannehill's not a bad quarterback who is also pretty sneaky with his legs. Um, so yeah, Tennessee's, exactly. it's got a pretty good offense there. But like I said, their defense stinks. Yeah, their their defense definitely needs to uh, get its shit together if they want to really compete in the um, yeah playoffs this year. Uh, anything else uh, about this game? Titans, oh yeah, Titans. This was our first AFC title since uh, two thousand eight. AFC South title, excuse me. That's right. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Crazy. Um, another win after yeah. years of not winning. So that's twenty twenty for you. I mean I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> All right. So now we got one final game. Um the one of the more controversial games, obviously. Uh the football team beats the Eagles twenty to fourteen. Washington finishes as NFC Leash champs at seven and nine. L O L and the Eagles finish 4-11-1. There is a lot to say about this game. Uh, my God. Let's start off with saying the Giants should only be mad at the organization instead of the Eagles. They maybe do better than 6-10 and 10 next year instead of relying um, on a divisional rival to help you out. Uh, that being said, though, I'm not defending tanking. I'm not defending what Doug Peterson did by any means at all. Uh, the Eagles should definitely get in trouble for blatantly throwing this game. For um, you can you can want to lose a game all you want, but the men go on the field and risk their health every snap for the organization. Give them a chance to win. Uh, it it was disgusting, and I I don't understand why Doug Peterson okay, still has so a job. There's a lot to there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, I <laughs> want to just uh, get my my two cents in. I understand why the Giants are frustrated. You know, I, I completely get it, and I yeah, can understand. Sure. Yeah, no. They play but their hearts out that being Dallas. said, I have no sympathy for the Giants as well. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're a 6-10 and 10 Agreed. team. They put themselves <laughs> they put themselves yeah, do better than six in and ten. a position to rely on other teams, you know. You're, um, at exactly. the end of the day, they, they, they should really be upset with themselves, you know. I mean, hell. If Evan if Evan Ingram catches that ball against the Eagles, they don't even need this game. Two, as far right. as Doug Peterson goes, um, you know, if he wants to if he wants to lose and get the Eagles a better pick, I'm fine with that. 
what to me, my biggest issue is he's not he's not being upfront about it. He's saying, "Oh, I coach to win." Shut the fuck he's up. He's not. Nigga. I mean, well, you're you're not black, but you don't. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Uh, um. Yeah, like, like I don't understand what. Like, mm. It's so blatant. Yeah. Just admit to it. On the like, and it's just like. You you like oh we um I yeah. played to win no you didn't I mean the thing you is didn't. it's so obvious like okay it, it it it's one thing if yeah like he bench hurts for like um let's say Schleifeld was another rookie who they had on on their team you know that that, that that's yeah. one thing just to actually but yeah but Schleifeld has been on the team for what yeah. three yeah. seasons now like you know what he is there's a reason yeah. why. There's there's a reason why you have McCown and you have Hertz and you have Wentz all uh, and Foles all above Sudfeld the last few years. Yeah. There's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. it is. Like and that's I, just a I terrible also, excuse. Uh, I also worry. Like I know I know you, your 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 feelings towards Hertz, but regardless, that could be something that could shake up his confidence and it could have a trickle down effect for. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like this, this absolutely. organization just does not give their quarterbacks any confidence. I mean, I I may absolutely just strongly dislike Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts as a Philadelphia Eagle, um, but even I was saying, I mean, I I support benching Hurts any day of the week, but even I was saying like that's stupid. Like he, if if you are he, genuinely trying to win, the I mean, game, he did have he was your only chance. He wasn't playing impressive. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't playing impressive by any means. Mm -hmm. He walked in with those touchdowns because that was the help of the offensive line. But like, still, it was so he gave. He was the only chance you had at winning, and you blew it so badly. And also, I mean, another reason why I hate this is you know we're talking about the Eagles uh, instead of you know Washington, who. I mean, yes, it's the NFC least, but we got to give it off to them for winning the division. That sh- that should be something, uh, you know, they should cherish. Yeah. But yeah, especially Alex. Alex Smith. Smith. Uh, I mean, but let's let's flip to Washington and just talk about this. Like how they didn't blow out the Eagles is kind of a mystery to me. Uh, well, it's not. It's not. It's their offense. Their offense is not very good. I think. He, yeah, even even with Sorry. Alex Smith, as <laughs> as phenomenal as his story is, and his comeback of the player, this offense mm-hmm. is very limited. Um, the, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Flipping to the other side of the ball, yeah, Chase, Chase Young, Young though, um, Chase Young, uh, he I have wants no problem Tom Brady. With the comment. Uh, <laughs> that just shows that he's he's in it. I mean, he he's confident. He's confident. He's excited. He's he, yeah. I no, I have no he's issue with the comment. I, I mean, it. it's not like it's not like he disrespected Tom no. Brady or said anything out of line. He said, "I want Tom Brady." I mean, who doesn't want a chance to play against one of the yeah. greatest quarterbacks of, of yeah? Who want, doesn't want the chance Tom to play Brady. against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? So I have no issue with it. Yeah, he even yeah. said his no no issue Tom with Brady. it. Um, I mean. But he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him be but, happy. Uh, yeah, I guess. one. Uh, but <laughs> as a game as a whole, though, I don't know why the NFL decide. Well, I do. Again, uh, Roger Goodell loves the NFC East. The <laughs> NFL just loves slurping the NFC East. But why the hell this game made it on the Sunday Night Football? <laughs> and yeah, like. I know, me. I know the the Rams versus Cardinals kind of ended up being a bit of a shit show with uh with uh quarterbacking with uh you know with the backup quarterbacks, but that was a win and in for both teams. You know, they could have played that. They could have put the Packers and Bears yep. game uh, on there because potentially the the potentially the, the Bears could have been playing for their playoff lives and the Packers were, were playing for that one seed. So there were. Better games out there, even before, even before kickoff. Because yeah, so you better. ended up putting a team, like you ended up putting a team that had nothing to play for. And I do feel that, yeah, if this game wasn't on national TV, 
we probably wouldn't be talking as much about the Eagles' decision. I was just going to say, I, I, I heard somebody actually say that, and I actually agreed with them. Um, because, obviously, you're not watching every single game at yeah. 1 o'clock. So, I, I agree. If, if it's at 1 o'clock or, you know, during other – when other games mm-hmm. are being played, not in prime time, it – not prime time, but Sunday night, it – maybe yeah. you probably wouldn't be talking about it as much. But it happened, and it was at this time, so <laughs> yeah. fuck you, Doug Peterson. <laughs> uh, other <laughs> than else? this was a pretty disappointing way to end the uh, regular season. That was, I think, one of my – Favorite. Yep. Uh, I think it was yeah, perfect. It was, 2020. Well, <laughs> I just think this has been one hell of a uh, uh, season. I mean, yeah, 2020. Weird things happening everywhere this season. Crazy season. And now I can't wait for the playoffs. I think this year's playoffs are going to be some of the the best ones I think we've had in a while. Absolutely. Speaking of playoffs, yeah. let's get into Super Wild Card Weekend. So, on Saturday, we have the Colts at the Bills. Uh, give me Look, damn, give me the Bills, I, I think. You, know, you already know that I'm picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. So, obviously, you, you know, obviously, you know I, I'm right, going to pick them to win. I do. Yeah. I, I am concerned it? about this game because, you know, the Bills haven't won a playoff game in, like, 20 years. Um, we, we saw them. Yeah. Is, yeah, it, is, it, we, is it too good for them right now? We did see them yeah, below a 16-point lead to the Texans last year. Now, that being said, they are at home. They have fans. Exactly. And the Colts are a dome team. So I think they have enough to get over the Colts. But out of all the I, – I think uh, Buffalo fans are probably a little bit on nervous because it's, for, it's really – they need this one. If they get this one, if they if they win this game, yeah. I do think the pressure's off the Bills. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we got the Rams at Seattle. Um, I think if Golf plays, I might be I, taking the Rams here I, as an upset. I can't. I can't see even with Golf playing, uh, the Rams upsetting them. And this is no knock on the Rams defense. I think the Rams defense will keep it close, but. Quarterbacking is um is a concern. I mean, I don't expect Goff to be, you know, he had a dislocated thumb on his throwing hand. That's probably gonna really disrupt his throwing motion, so he's not gonna play perfect. So you know, even maybe hell, uh, if Wilford starts, he does add a little bit of a dimension. He is more mobile than uh than Goff, so maybe they that could be in play here. But at the end of the day, I just think Seattle is the better team and. It's been a while since they lost a home playoff game, so I'm going to take the Seahawks. You know, I I could see I definitely could see yeah. Seattle winning. Obviously, they're the favorite, um, but I I don't know. It, yeah. could be, it could be an upset here as well. Um, next we got the Buccaneers at Washington. Um, LOL. Here's an interesting something for you. The the other two teams Did you do it, Solomon? that have losing records and make the playoffs, <laughs> aka the uh, 2014 Panthers and the 2010 Seahawks, they went on to win their playoff game. Do I see that happening? Do I see that happening? Don't for do a third it, time? Solomon. Don't do it. You I, need to stop. Much as I want to say this because I hate Tom Brady. I just don't think the Washington has enough firepower to do it. I'm taking the box. <laughs> All right. So now we got Sunday games. We got Ravens at Titans, a revenge game that everybody's going to be looking out for. Um, I say the Ravens get Look, revenge. I'm concerned. As a Ravens fan, I'm 100% concerned because Derrick Henry has ran through us the last two games. However, something yes. that we, however, in the last time we met them uh, a couple weeks ago, we did not have Calais Campbell. We did not have Brandon Williams. So those are two those are two guys that can definitely help true. us stop the run. Also, Tennessee's defense is really bad. So I think we can run the football against them and put up points. 
Um, I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I'm not concerned. Also, you know, I know the, the playoffs, the, the, the whole thing about Lamar, as much as I hate the narrative, I do think it does play a fact. I don't know if it's going to play a factor in Lamar in how Lamar thinks. Um, I am still going to take the Ravens. And also, just like the Bills, I feel like if they win this game, the pressure is off for the Ravens as well. And they can, yeah. Um, so, yeah, for sure. I do still like the Ravens to win this game. I'm praying that they do. I cannot handle a third straight one and done season. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. I feel that. Um, all right. So, next we got the Bears in New Orleans. Give me the same. You know, this is oh, going man. to be the. I think this is going to be the, one of the more <laughs> lopsided games of the week. Yeah, the Saints should win this handily, I think. Okay. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. All right, so now we got Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I would have said that Cleveland was going to win this game, but they have too many COVID things going on. Not even a full week of practice. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as you. If you had asked me right after the Pittsburgh game, I would have said Cleveland. But you know, all the COVID, all the COVID tests that they, all the COVID positives tests that they've gotten in this these these past couple of days. I mean, even losing their head coach and their best old lineman, to me, that just yep. I, I hate. I'm sorry, Cleveland fans. I just don't see them winning. Yeah, no. I'm rooting for you, Cleveland. Trust me, I am. Also, if they win and the Ravens win, that also means we avoid the Chiefs in the divisional round. Just saying. But then we probably have to play the. But then we probably have to pay the play the bills. So, not exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Either way. (laughs) Either way, it's tough. Wait, wait. So, I wanted to to know your Super Bowl prediction before. Yeah. Oh, Super Bowl prediction? Um, honestly, I could see it being uh, – I, I just don't see the Bills beating Mahomes. I think it's going to be fair, Chiefs, fair. Packers. Honestly. Um, but it's gonna, I, I believe it's going to be um, – uh, shit. Um, I think it's going to be Bills, Chiefs in the AFC. Um and then I think it's going to be, for the NFC, I think it's going to be Saints-Packers. Fair. Um, fair, fair. Actually, ironically, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a little bit of a homer on the AFC side and pick the oh, Ravens God. against the Bills in the AFC Championship game. But. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. But, I can um, see that you happening know, too. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to be surprised if the Chiefs make it. Uh, NFC side, I completely agree with you. It's Saints and Packers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, that concludes this week's podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, share it with your friends and maybe check out that support button. Uh, have a great.